2: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Yo, good to see you.
3: Buddies, pals, what's
2: up?
4: Hey, good morning. Covino and Rich and for Dan Patrick. Steve Covino from Union, New Jersey, out here in my hometown visiting the fam. The fam bam. You're home for the holidays, bud. Uncle Joe wants to see Godzilla tonight. I don't have the heart to tell him that. I really don't want to go. <laughs> I don't I'm care. Like, I'm, here f- I'm here for a few days, dude. Think I, I want to wanna... go see Godzilla. Come on. Get out of <laughs> here. I want to sacrifice my night doing that. But, you know, family, a blessing and a curse. Yeah, Godzilla on a throwback Thursday. It's a really We have good lots to get to. Is it good?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen it yet, but all of my friends have raved about it.
4: I haven't heard anything about it, but hey, I, I loved it growing up. So I'll keep you posted. We're live from the Mercedes-Benz studios. The vehicles are all electric. The feeling's all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQS. And this year, resolve to keep your family safer than ever with Simply Safe. As we said earlier, Rich has a bat. I have uh, (laughs) nothing, really. Uh, And again, Dan Patrick trusts Simply Safe in his own home, recommends it all the time. Save 20% on your new system. With a fast protect plan by visiting SimplySafedan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
3: Well, we're gonna get to that Cam Newton Debo story in a second. Couple phone calls, but I want to say that I hope you had a better night than Brooke Lopez. And I bring this up because hey, listen, the Bucks won by over twenty. But you ever have one of those days and it goes under the radar because let's say at the bigger picture, everything was fine at work, or for an athlete. The team still wins, so your crap performance doesn't matter. Like if a guy strikes out four times, Kavio, but it, but his team wins, does it really matter? Hey, if you cough up the ball, if you fumble, but your team wins, it softens eh, the blow. It softens the blow. Brooke Lopez had two points last night. He was one for seven, zero oh for six from three point range, and I just saw a highlight where right before halftime. Danny, did you see this or not? The headbutt? Yeah. it was a, Someone heaved up the ball to try to get that last second shot before halftime. It bounced off the backboard. And to show off his football skills, his soccer skills, Brooke Lopez gives the basketball like a pretty impressive headbutt. And they teed him up. They gave him a technical foul. And, and, he, and he's like, are you serious? Uh, apparently against the rules. But, you know, the, I guess one of the officials was being uh, the fun police and said, no, you can't do that. So... He got teed up in the videos on social media, and I'm like, really? Got a tactical foul for a little headbutt of the ball?
4: He improvised a little bit a la Paul O'Neill's famous clip.
3: Paul O'Neill kicking the baseball? Yes.
4: Might be. It's on his wiki, too. It's like, uh, you know, bats bats lefty,
3: uh, kicks righty. Paul O'Neill, as a red, before he joined your Yankees dynasty. That clip of him playing the outfield, kicking the ball on a line drive back into the infield, might have been one of the most impressive plays I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one for sure. All right, let's say what's up to Chuck in Illinois. Chuck, you're on with Cavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick. What's up, man? Hey, Cavino and Rich. What uh, up, up? Brook Lopez? Best backup to Giannis. Uh,
5: they're going to win the NBA this year. They could. I, they uh, very well could. It could. Uh, called in to talk about uh, your thoughts on somebody throwing a drink on you as a red red blooded American male. Yeah, I always think back to Malice in the Palace and Ron Artest as he was celebrating the game was laying on the bench and got a drink poured on him and uh, yeah. proceeded
2: to go into the stands. And clear the crowd. Is, is a drink
3: thrown in your face? Kavino, is that a top five insult? Is that is that on the top, top five, five list? Being
4: spit on is number one. You know, someone putting their hands on you is uh, is up there as well.
3: Danny, you, you know what's but, also on it? I saw, who does that? I saw someone do this to Kavino once, and that was a little tussle once back in our 20s. You ever have someone mush you where they don't punch you, but they put their hand on your head and, like, shove you back like uh, a little mush?
6: They sun you. Oh.
4: That's
3: yeah, that's that, disrespectful. That's disrespectful. But yeah, hey, drink drink throwing has caused uh, some problems in the past. Uh let's go to Phoenix. A, a different chuck. What's up man? Kevin Rich.
7: Morning guys. Hey, um talking about this one-hit wonder uh, great
5: stand in quarterbacks. This is a little old school, but you guys have uh uh haven't mentioned the most important, the best one ever, and that's uh, Clint longley on
7: uh, Thanksgiving Day 72 or 73.
3: Yeah, I was just uh I was just uh glimmer in my dad's huevos at that point i was not i was not alive in the 70s
4: same <laughs> but, but thanks for sharing man. but hey
3: if, if you I, I trust you on that one but as far as backups go that really lit it up you got to think of like guys like that left a fun little impact like a minchu what about falls won a super bowl when we were kids jeff hostetler stepped in with that mustachio I'll for phil Sims. Kid, yeah,
4: dude. you don't feel like it was as prominent i don't know if the quarterbacks were just more resilient or what it's like Rodney Pete comes to mind, and he was a you know he was a starter at one point too, but you remember him as a backup. Like you don't remember a lot of the backups from your childhood, do you?
6: For my favorite team, uh, Rich Gannon was a backup and yeah. a journeyman, and when he came to Oakland, found this place, lit it up, found his spot, and wrecked shop. Do you remember
3: the forty nine the forty nine ers at one point? Nick Cope knows because he's my guy. He's a Niners fan. You were this was before your time, Nick, but during the Montana Steve Young battles, there was a point where they both got hurt, and the Niners were going to guys like Steve Bono and Elvis Gerbeck and there's there's Elvis remember Gerbeck. Remember Elvis does that name ring a bell? Elvis yeah. Gerbeck? But hmm. you're right. Kavino, you're right. I don't know if it was guys that maybe they played more hurt because they were scared to lose their job. But when we were kids and they got hit harder, which would that make sense when you think uh, yeah, about that's it. That's
4: what makes it ironic. you you when you think back, you're like
2: how were they not more prominent then? Well, I'm I'm just amazed with this season because we could have the most magical run in that he's a backup. He was a starter, but Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, man, Is that eleven st- years later, getting signed off the street, middle of the season, and he's got the Browns, they're almost about ready to go to the playoffs. Yeah, they could get a clinch, they I, get I, a clinch tonight. The Browns are gonna clinch a playoff spot. Be tonight. Be I think they can make tonight. a deep run. I think they can make a deep run in the AFC
6: he and, he literally rich was at the drop off line at his kid's school when he got the call
3: that, and <laughs> and it crazy. just shows that yo if, if you know how to play right if it, he mentally knows how to play and physically he was still there stayed in shape joe flacco is a great story this season and honestly with a with a team and a league with so much parity it's not shocking kavina to say i could see the browns in like the divisional championship rounds of the playoffs they can uh, yeah, absolutely no question And he's the perfect fit for that squad right now. That defense is good. He's adjusting to the offense. That defense is
2: not good. They're great. He's always had that arm and having a guy like Amari Cooper who can take the top off and an offensive line that can protect him, that's the magic sauce right there. And I,
3: I saw an article about Flacco saying how, hey, this is it. Let's be honest. Deshaun Watson's coming back, so there's no little pipe dream with all that money tied up for Deshaun Watson. And it's Deshaun Watson. He'll get his job back. So Cavino, the the whole sentiment was: this really is a a one and done for Flacco. How far could you go? Yeah, but he'll be this... four
4: and one after tonight.
3: Oh yeah, if, no. if, Again, there's no guarantees this year, but again, the Jets are at
4: Cleveland. You think he has that one in the bag?
3: Yeah, and you know you, you look at that and say, "Hey, does Flacco keep playing, or is he done after this? Does is this his one last rendezvous, or does he say?" Hey, look, everyone, I still got guests in the tank. I want to play because it's not going to be for Cleveland. That's a fact, right? Deshaun Watson will be back. It's not going to be there. So it's a matter of is, some, is someone going to say, hey, you know what? Come with us. Or is it a let's see what he could do. This is a final farewell for Joe Flacco.
6: How do Jets fans feel watching the Browns? Isn't this an indictment <laughs> on the Jets?
3: It, it because, shows you that they had him sitting at yeah. third string doing nothing, no. and they chose like Mike Brown, Mike White, and you know Zach Wilson, and they really had nothing to do with Flacco. No,
6: the day after Aaron Rodgers had that injury, we said, "Go get somebody at least for us NFL fans, so we could see something on all in all these primetime games you're scheduled for." In the Jets, Rich, you you said, hey, maybe they have something in Zach Wilson that, w- and we just don't know what it is, but it didn't pan out that way. Oh, I just can't imagine being a Jets fan right now because Flacco and other guys were there for the taking. You had, him. You had, you had, you had Flacco. Tough, but, Danny, but it's they,
4: all about the fit. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. We say it all the time. Is just the right fit or not?
2: Danny, they brought in Tim Boyle because, <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers wanted him there. Simeon
3: but, and Boyle and all these people. You're right. And, and Flacco never up for consideration. And the interesting part we're forgetting sometimes is Joe Flacco won it all for the Ravens, who uh, I don't think enough people are thinking like, oh, yeah, their most hated rival, the Browns, the team that left, picked up and left, right? It's amazing to think that the Cleveland fan base and Flacco has commented on how he's shocked and loves the fact that Cleveland embraced him because Cleveland would be one of the last places that you would think
2: would embrace a guy that won for the Baltimore Ravens. And I I grew up in like in Toledo. like It's split 50-50 Browns-Lions fans. I, I grew up when the Browns originally left Cleveland. That hatred runs deep. It still runs deep. Nobody has ever forgiven that team leaving Cleveland. And basically driving the Browns franchise into the dumpster up until basically about right now. Yeah.
4: So if it, he puts up a big game, Rich, really solidifying his case for comeback player
3: of the year. No, no and doubt. And if
4: you're comeback player of the year, I think you may have solidified another year in the league.
3: If he wants it, I can't imagine him not wanting it, right? Yeah,
4: why wouldn't he? Even if he's holding a, a clipboard next year, he's getting paid.
2: Well he is thirty eight. Like this could I, I don't know how many more years he has yeah. in him and I, I'm sure he's gotta be thinking again, as you said, he got signed literally off the street. I, I mean, you you take what well, you he work, wasn't on Well, he, he wasn't in a tent under the 101. Oh, no, like, I, I know. <laughs> he wasn't like playing for nobody.
6: But he could be a, a good bridge guy next season you for a kidding. team that drafts a young quarterback. You're right.
3: Uh, Matt in Minnesota hit us up, Cavino, and he said, Vikings rode with Case Keenum all the way to the NFC Championship game back in 2018. Keenum threw the Minnesota miracle, the Minneapolis miracle, to Stephon Diggs. We forget that. So... Keenum had a run. Do you remember that time where the, the Vikings like, oh, should we go with Bridgewater, Keenum, and they, yeah. and none of it really worked out. But yeah, they, they, they had Keenum go on quite a little run there. So there you have it. Some uh, Joe Flacco thoughts. Now Cam Newton. I know you were saying earlier in the week, Cavino, He, he's rubbing you the wrong way, and I don't blame you. I agree hundred percent. It's just again,
4: former MVP, a guy that made it to the Super Bowl. Not to take anything away from the dude, right? a difference maker, but loves to call out Brock Purdy for being a game manager. And I'm like, dude, well, he still manages to have a job and he still is managing a potential Super Bowl appearance. He's still in the running to potentially win a Super Bowl where Cam Newton is not. And I feel like all of his antics and the way he plays the game is why he's not playing right now. So I feel like he's one of the last guys to talk about this, and it's, it's the place he's coming from, meaning when it comes to Purdy, it's all from a really negative place. You know, instead of being like, wow, it's a really good story. The Mr. Irrelevant story is a great story, whether you like it or not. Is he the difference? No. Is he doing a great job? Yeah. Did he have a bad game? Yeah. But for whatever reason, he's been so outspoken, and when it Again, when it comes from him and he's wearing that ridiculous hat, it just makes it even more <laughs> annoying and hateable. Yes, it's like somebody shut this guy up. He's got a you know, he's got a little circus hat on and his grandma's scarf around his head and it's like, Jesus, dude. It's just coming from a, a negative place and it rubs people the wrong rubs me the wrong way sometimes. And everyone's entitled to their opinion, but he's been doubling down on the Brock Purdy thing, as a lot of people have, for a minute. And again, hey dude. I don't think being a game manager is such a bad thing when you have superstars. Your job is to manage those superstars, and I think Brock Purdy's done a good job of that, except for maybe last week. And of course, they had that skid, but I know it didn't rub your boy Debo the right way either. Well, now there's a there's a real funny story about a beef between Cam Newton and yeah, Debo, the, the, but is it really a
3: beef? Well, the time here's the timeline. So you know, we're all hearing what Cam Newton's saying, Debo. Was hanging with Kay Adams on her show. And of, Adams. of course, it comes up. Hey, Debo, you see what Cam's saying about Brock Purdy. So then Debo responds with, first of all, Cam, stop texting my phone, bro. You were like a fan of mine two weeks ago. You wanted me on your podcast after talking about my quarterback, which is funny to me. So Debo calls out Cam saying, yeah, Yo, you're talking a lot of smack. Stop texting me then. I thought you were a fan of what I did, pretty much insinuating, you know. Let's be honest, calling out Cam a little bit, like, "Yo, you're blowing me up, you're texting me." Meanwhile, you're talking smack.
4: Yeah, don't talk out to both sides of your mouth here.
3: And this is a long clip by Cam, so I- I'm gonna I'll ask you to stop it throughout throughout it. But take a listen to Cam's response. He does a little video while he's sitting in his car. I feel like what everyone does, right? <laughs> take a listen.
5: I love this day and age that we're in because it gives so many people opportunities to kind of speak on things in real time, right? Something that just hit my desk in regards to Kay Adams. I love her, by the way. Need to get her on fourth and one uh, for sure. But she kind of stretched the truth when, when talking to Debo Samuels in regards to the ha-ha-ha or cancer, ha-ha-ha. I used the monocle emoji basically saying like, what's going on here not to retract my statement oh
3: pause it, pause it pause it he's insinuating when he did the monocle emoji that wasn't like haha told you so purdy stinks he's
4: saying well he threw up a monocle emoji for every interception purdy
3: threw." he's been hating on him and look like i said how, but how is Cam trying to say that wasn't done in like a spiteful way like what i was just it's like we all know people that argue that way. They say some rude stuff and like, what? What are Doesn't you talking that about? Imply, you see? You see what I'm saying? Does everybody see this? Everybody watching what I'm seeing right now? I'm, I, I'm taking it as Cam Newton saying like, ha-ha, told you so. Look at this guy throwing picks! Ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> Meanwhile, Cam's making it seem like, and again, I said, we all have friends or family that argue this way. They'll say some rude stuff and be like, what? I, I, what do you mean? That's not what I meant. And I'm like, I know what you meant, Cam Newton. Keep and your mom
4: will say something like, well, if the shoe fits.
3: Keep listening.
5: I said what I said, or in this case, I emoji what I emoji. Um, now, Debo, my God, been a fan, still a fan. You must stop the cap, bro. I. Kn- <laughs> now, my point is this. You said something like, Cam, stop calling my phone. Like I don't got your number. That whoever calling you, that ain't my phone calling you. And it was so believable that I had to go back on my. I said, hold on.
3: Well, pause pause pauses now. So he's now saying, Yo, I never texted you. Now now we start thinking, yo, is someone catfishing Debo Samuel pretending to be Cam Newton?
4: I think that's what's happening. I do believe that side of the story. I do believe that, yeah. But Debo came up with the receipts, and he posted the conversations between him
3: and Cam. Are they real or not? We don't know. Now, Debo, the latest is that was he pranked with fake Cam Newton texts?
4: I think that's the case. I do. I do believe Cam Newton in this story. Even though I said he's a little aggravating lately, I do believe him here.
3: Debo is saying, well, here's Debo then produced, as they say, the receipts. And he put out there the tweets. It's, yo, Debo, it's Cam trying to have you on the pod the next week. Hit me back. Who this is Cam? You trying to hop on? I don't know. Who is this? Cam Newton, killer. then, (laughs) then Then he writes, F you, Debo, laughing emoji. Uh, good game tonight, bro and there 's like a little interaction, and Debo thinks he 's talking to cam newton and by the way there's a very specific font too that
4: i don 't know implies that it's cam like it 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 's implied that cam Newton uses that kind of font so who who's ever messing with him knows I think that's a little suspect too, but again, when it comes to being a quarterback and again we'll we'll take your phone calls. At 877 on Fox, this Cam Newton-Debo-B for text message back and forth they had. Cam Newton just puts so much emphasis on his physicalities, <laughs> his, his yeah. difference-making abilities. And to me, no one's going to question that Cam Newton was a superior athlete and his athleticism was unlimited. But does that really mean anything? I mean... Look at Tom Brady. What did he have all well, these amazing physical attributes? No, but he won, and that's all yeah, that matters. I, I heard and Dak Brock Curdy still in the hunt yeah. for a Super Bowl. So it's almost like, hey man, just just let's just see what happens before you get on this dude for not being a difference maker.
3: I heard Dak Prescott commenting about how his name is still in the MVP mix. hmm And Dak said, you know, listen, my numbers, you know, from what I hear from what I hear as if he, you know, he didn't know, you know, they're impressive. But quarterbacks are judged on winning. Dak Prescott said that. One of your, you know. I mean, but that's how it should be judged. It's the game
4: of winning. So, you know, when Cam Newton judges quarterbacks on their
3: physical attributes, to me that doesn't make any sense. So, I, I got to ask you, the big the bigger question, there's so many angles you could go with Cam Newton and Debo here, but my question goes like this, Kavina. Now, this applies to your coworkers, your wife, your mama. Do you have to get the back of someone close to you even if you don't truly believe it? Or do you think Trent Williams, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, do you think all these superstars genuinely believe in Brock Purdy? Or do you think when Debo's fighting with not only, by the way, Cam Newton, Debo is mixing it up in a playful way with Micah Parsons of the Cowboys, always defending Brock Purdy. Do you think Debo really feels that way? I mean, his numbers are good. He's getting, the, you know, Brock Purdy's number two in passing yards this year, which means people are getting the ball. So it's not like it's not like wide receivers
4: called best, even the so-called best. We're going to debate who is the best. Later on in the show, but even the so-called best Patrick Mahomes has had an off season and had some bad games. He's lost a lot of games this season. So why why would you hold that against Purdy when he's proven he could win? He's yeah. not he's yeah. not entitled to a few bad games. He had a bad game, even the and the best and, had a bad, few even, bad
3: games. even Kyle Shanahan said three of those four interceptions were unfortunate. One was a terrible. You're judging read. the guy on his reputation,
4: not what he's doing on the field it's, it's a little unfair
3: so we'll take your feedback next at eight seven seven nine nine on fox whether it's when your wife does something you know questionable or your mom or your coworker, worker your friends or family do you always have the back of your quote teammate and do do you think debo george kittle trent williams all these superstar pro bowl guys that are all talking so highly of brock do they really mean it? Are we going to fast forward ten years from now at some football convention? And be like, yeah, you know, like Brock was good, but maybe you know, I I had to talk him up back then. I I don't know. I want to know uh, your I'm thoughts. Leave it me, open. Yeah, will think we'll about it. it. We'll chop it up. We'll chop it up next. Kavino and Rich uh, in for Dan Patrick live from the Mercedes Benz Studio. Hang tight.
2: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, this is Jay Glazer, and you may know me from the world of football or fighting or even shows like HBO's Ballers. What you don't know is for my entire life, I have lived in something I refer to as the gray. Depression, anxiety. So now I'm coming out with a new podcast, Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer, Where each week, while we talk about mental health, I hope to describe it. Give it words. Listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
0: podcasts. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of Select Can't Miss Events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex Card Member Benefits at Select Events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.
8: Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under thirty seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter. Well, Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code Show for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's
7: code Show Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed
8: is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side. You decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com.
4: Thank you guys for hanging out with us. Cavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick live from the Mercedes-Benz studios later this hour. Old school when 50 hits. When fifty hits
3: oh. in
4: life, when fifty hits on the clock, we throw it back on a Thursday and reminisce. We're going to be talking nerds. Uh,
3: Kavino, we're going to talk Russell Wilson in a second. It is the hot story. We got to get to that. Um, but I was just talking to you know Mike, who runs this place. Who? Yeah, Mike, the, the guy that runs. Never here? heard of him. Mike. Mike that? was uh, was saying never we were, heard of him. We were saying how uh, Debo and Trent Williams and you know. McCaffrey everyone has the back of Brock Purdy when you hear all the chirping from everyone from Cam Newton Micah Parsons is it your job to always protect your quarterback and Mike brought up the fact that you know even if like let's say his his wife is arguing with his sister-in-law or someone at a party even if his wife is wrong he has to be like yeah baby you're right and then when they get home he could then say, listen, you you aren't right, but I always got your back because I'm your husband. And I wonder if, like, do Debo, Trent Williams, George Kittle, all these guys are like, Brock's our guy, he's our guy. Is is that the answer because it's the situation, or do they genuinely feel like he's the guy? I think that's how you have to handle
4: it, and Mike's absolutely right about that,
3: even if – I've seen you with exes, Kavino, where I've seen a look on your face where, bro – I don't agree with her, but you know what I have to do right now. It's well, my girl. the answer simple because I got to go
4: home and sleep with her. I'm not sleeping with you. You got room in your bed for me? So, yeah, I'm not sleeping on the couch either. Yeah, it's a king. So this, 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 this I got to have her back in I've, this
3: moment. I've seen this with my own family where, let, let's just say, my brother and his wife and other people have argued. And and I've seen situations where it's like, yo, my brother is going to defend his wife regardless because what you're right. What is he going to do? fight with his wife? No. You don't you you always have to have the back of your wife and in sports it's your quarterback. It's your star player.
4: But I do believe that the 49ers have Brock Purdy's back because they do believe in him because they're not expecting him to be the star. They're the star and they're okay with star. that. Star. It's don't. um like everyone has a role in their relationship. Brock Purdy's role in this relationship isn't to be the star. It's to it's to elevate their star. Kittle star, Debo star. He, they, he has weapons. This is how he uses them. But, again, this all comes from this, this catfished <laughs> text story between Cam Newton and Debo Samuel. Yo, Debo, it's Cam. I'm trying to have you on the pod in the next few weeks. Hit me <laughs> back, Ace Boogie. Who this? is? Cam. You trying to hop on? I don't know who this is. Is Cam Newton, killer. Then he says, "Fu, you, Debo. And he says, good game. You look good. And Debo Samuel saying, yo, Cam, you know, stop trying to be my friend if you're talking smack about my quarterback. And Cam Newton is saying, yo, I never said any of that. You, do you feel, him, by the way, being catfished? But regardless, Debo has to have his quarterbacks back.
3: Do you feel for Debo considering you, Steve Cavino, have been catfished?
4: Um, in today's world, Look, I got catfished when it was much easier to catfish somebody. So,
6: Danny, do you know this story or no? Yeah, it's Covino's first wife, right?
3: Yes. (laughs) No, 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 Covino, back in the day, before social media was a real thing where you could easily check up on people. And, you know, this is when things were still questionable. Like, yo, is that really her? Covino talked to this girl for a while and finally met up with her. And uh, it was not what he thought. Of. It was just, it was as bad
6: as it
4: could get. And did, did
6: she use somebody else's photo?
4: What happened? No. Look, we work in radio, right? So I was filling in, <laughs> actually coming in late at night, overnight shift. And I was following up this host DJ Liquid Todd on K-Rock New York, who's a great guy, still a pal. And he was on the studio line with some girl who was talking all sexy. That's how you kill time late at night in between commercials.
7: Oh, old school
3: radio? You would just talk to listeners on the request line, yeah. Right, yeah. And, you know, she was like, hey, guys.
4: So I was replacing Liquid Todd, and he said to me, yo, I know this girl. She's really hot. I talked to that girl for like a year because I was going through a breakup. And she would call me up. We eventually exchanged numbers, and then eventually we met. And I was like, oh, my God. It was it was horrifying. Yeah. It really was. What you say? It she was, was
3: a big girl with a crutch, and she's not, like, and she said,
4: "Sorry, I lied." Yeah, it was it was a, honestly it was a nightmare. She <laughs> she hit me up in an emergency, like, I need help. I need a ride. Maybe you could come pick me up. And I'm like, well, finally, yeah, let's go. I thought I was going to get some action, <laughs> nope. and then I realized quickly I didn't want any, and it was terrible. It really was. It was a horrible story because I I had this. This vision of this person for over a year, and then when I finally met him, it wasn't that. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I think to, I think to be catfished now is is a lot more
3: embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. you
6: could search pictures. Yeah, and- yeah
3: now would have that option back and then. You know it was what? Like the late '90s, early 2000s. As t- now, there's no excuse. Now it was even a little questionable when Manti tail got. Catfished but, and that whole that whole documentary yeah, made your you made nah. your stomach sink for the guy. I know it's like a year but, old or so now, but that documentary was like, oh, that gave me they gave me <laughs>
6: the chills. But still, Covino was going off a of voice, and you learn in radio. I learned as a kid from a DJ named Tim Cruz when we were at a station in Stockton, California. He told me, he said, if the girl's voice is silky smooth, she's a big girl. If the girl sounds <laughs> oh, mean like Demi Moore. She's probably a petite little girl, and I don't know why he told me that or why he thought that. But I heard that from more than one DJ. Wow, and look at that! Hey, yeah. You never knew
4: who was on the other side back then. Well, that's why
6: you know, Covina, you're not supposed to meet up with listeners.
4: And yeah, you're right. And, and in Debo's case, right, Debo's not a star enough to reach out to another player in the NFL
3: to be like, "Yo, is this Cam or not? Is this his number or not?" I, mean, I can see he probably he probably thought, "Oh, Cam found my Cam got my number from a mutual NFL guy." It seemed legit, but apparently Cam Newton not contacting Debo Samuel from what no. we we're hearing.
4: And then Debo is saying sort of an F you to Cam because Cam's been outspoken against his quarterback. And that raises the question, do you have to have your quarterbacks back no matter what? Do you have to have your significant others back no matter
3: what? Well, over, do. Over, do. over time, you've noticed when a guy doesn't have his quarterbacks back, it's apparent. And it's awkward and weird. Uh, You handle that,
4: you know, in the locker room behind closed doors.
3: All right. Well, speaking of quarterbacks and speaking of having their back, I don't even know where to start when dissecting this whole Sean Payton, Russell Wilson scenario in Denver.
4: Well, it ties to what we just said. Certain things could be handled and discussed, like Big Mike said, you know, at home, behind closed doors. You don't make those things public because what you're telling your competition is there's 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 trouble in paradise.
3: That th- something ain't right. There's there's and two blazing... We saw Sean
4: Payton sort of break those rules with Russell Wilson throughout the season. Yeah,
3: that's I'm glad you said that because I was gonna say there's two things that pop in my head when I think of the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Pete Carroll's an animated guy. When you root against him, oh, he's fun to root against. But if he was your coach, you would love him. The guy's full of energy. The guy is seventy something and has the energy of a thirty-year-old. You got to really respect what Pete Carroll brings to football. You never saw him screaming in an angry, almost like a authoritative well, way. You're, you're, you're taking your
4: leader's juice, right? Like you got the you got to let your leader lead in that moment. I get it; you're the coach and all that, but you're really just making him look like a chump there, in there's, front of everybody else. There's
3: two there's two scenarios in which I'm like, when looking back now, you're like, ooh. Awkward, And one of them is how Sean Payton seems to reprimand a veteran and Super Bowl winner like Russell Wilson, almost as if he's some unestablished rookie in public in front of the oh team, on the sideline. And yeah. yeah,
4: that's the difference. We're not saying that Sean Payton can't have his words with Russell Wilson, but it's in the manner in which he did it on national television for all to see for his teammates to see. It showed you that I don't know. It wasn't a good match between he and Russell Wilson, in my opinion. And, and the proof is in the figgy pudding. Because if you were traveling or missed it, Stidham's going to start against the Chargers. So,
3: yeah. I mean, we it, talked about it yesterday. There's so many layers, and it has to do with money and making sure he's healthy for a trade. And you know, there's going to be so much dead money against the cap that the Broncos. This is this is a rough scenario. But I want to take it back way far for a second before the yelling, before the terrible start, but then the great recovery where it was like, ooh, they may make the playoffs, and then they stumbled recently. Do you remember when Sean Payton was first hired by the Denver Broncos? Do you remember one of the first things we heard was a reporter say to Sean Payton, hey, how do you feel about Russ having his own office and his own this and his trainers in the facility and this and that? And Sean Payton was very quick to shut down that Narrative, like, well, not where I am, and I remember thinking, like, you know, there was there was no, uh, you know, there was no two ways about it. Sean Payton was going to come in and coach the way he coaches, and the idea of Russell Wilson having his own office, his own people in the facility, Sean Payton was going to say no to that. And I think I don't know if that was, yeah, but this was a dead, was this a dead relationship
4: from step one? Maybe, but. You asked us how we felt when we heard that. At the time, we were like, you know what? Well, maybe that's what the team needs. seems like Russell Wilson, for as great as he is, he rubs people the wrong way. So maybe Sean Payton's going to come there and and be the great equalizer here and put that to rest.
3: Now, this happens in a lot of... It felt necessary at the time. I mean, this happens in a lot of industries. But honestly, particularly radio and broadcasting, TV, is similar to... To sports, in that when a new coach comes in, spot you've seen it, Danny G. Everyone in the in the room has seen it. When a new program director takes over oh, a radio station, they a lot of
4: shake it up. Like a Scott lot of,
3: a lot of times they shake it up. Yeah, they, they do. They shake it up. They come in and they say, "Hey, listen. They brought me in because either the old program director was fired or left. I need to shake it up." And they might say, "Oh, I don't. You know, people may like the current morning show or afternoon show, but I'm bringing in my own guy." Yeah, and new I, boss
4: always brings in their own guys. And,
3: and no matter where you work, they may keep a lot of people in place, but the boss, he or she will always bring in some of their own people. And I just wonder if Sean Payton, deep down inside, knew, yeah, Russ isn't what I'm Russell Wilson's not who I want here. And and, and I may it'll be an experiment, and I'll I'll get him out of here eventually, but
6: we'll see. There were early signs of this. They gave Jared Stidham. A ten million dollar contract for just a couple seasons, and the Raiders were bidding. They wanted to keep Stidham, but at, at the time it was kind of weird because people were like, "Why are the Broncos overbidding on Stidham?" Uh, now we know why.
4: Well, as the story plays out, too, people are saying that Russell Wilson has known about this.
3: He, he he's prepared, and he's he. Yesterday, didn't he go he's on now social saying media? It's in God's hands. Yeah, yeah, he's doing the whole. It's in God's hands. Next step, and you know. You know, saying all the right things and yeah, next step and but I wonder if listen, if it would have worked out, let's say the Broncos from day one clicked and Sutton and Judy and Wilson and all these guys were clicking and Peyton it was working. We wouldn't even be having this conversation. But I think going into it, Sean Payton deep down inside felt, yeah, Russ isn't the answer for me to rebuild this franchise. And I and I think it's the equivalent of of someone coming into any workplace and saying, yeah, I'll try to work with the people you have here, but the reality is I want to bring in my own people. And I think you're seeing that right now.
4: I think that's exactly what we're seeing. Yeah, nail on the head. So
3: your thoughts at 877-99 on Fox. Kavino and Rich in for Dan Patrick on Fox Sports Radio. we got more next. Hang tight.
2: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex
8: Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next.
0: The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
6: All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
7: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Cavino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, in for Dan Patrick,
4: live from the Mercedes Benz studios. And we're going to get in some old school when 50 hits. We're going to be talking old school nerds. We'll explain.
3: I can't wait. Uh, live from the Mercedes Benz studio. Kavino, let's take a quick phone call from Travis in LA, and then you know what, we though? will. Uh...
4: As we talk about Russell Wilson, again, the big story. We also talked about Tommy DeVito earlier. And another thing he said, Tommy DeVito, aside from when you're up, everybody loves you. And when you're down, everybody hates you. He said, it's just a reminder that this is a business. And I think that's also what we're seeing here with Russell Wilson. Yeah. Dude was playing decent. And remember, every quarterback, every team. He's had a few stinkers along the way this season. Of
3: course, man. I I just look at the Russ thing, and uh, I, I'm so intrigued because he's not like a guy. I don't look at him as a guy that's at the tail end of, of his career, and but I also don't look well, at him as la- a guy. Last season, he he did look that way. I, I also, Covino, don't look at him as a guy that still has the juice. I think Russell Wilson's in his own little weird category, and I am curious to see what the other people in the world of sports entertainment thing not not because i need to hear their answers but it's intriguing to wonder where do people think he's going to end up because if you go through every team in the league you're like no they're going to go younger or they got their guy it's it's interesting to think is there a team out there look for look for a team that doesn't have their guy all right you know know which teams have their guy let's say what's up to travis real quick in la what's up travis you're on with cavino and rich and for dan patrick what's up bud
5: Hey, so I saw you guys busted past Dan Simply Safe and you're squatting in his man cave. <laughs> so I've got, I've got some, uh, Todd Fritz, uh, Fritzy Mock headlines for people familiar with the show. The first one is, show ho ho, Dodgers fans get everything they want for Christmas. Next one is Midnights. This one's for Rich. Midnights for Mahomes. Quarterback confesses to Taylor Swift. This is my least favorite Chiefs era. Okay. And the last, error, error. What? And the last last one, one is Russell Wilson, the Denver media, Broncos country. Let's ride the bench. <laughs> <a good> <laughs> now, I'll tell you the, like the
3: last uh, one. Dodgers fans, I, I saw. Did you see uh, Yamamoto would have went there regardless of what Otani did? I saw. I, I've been seeing so many great memes about your Dodgers, Danny. If you guys, if your Dodgers don't, oh, man. don't win it in the next year or so yeah
6: it's a lot of pressure on my favorite team i I
3: can't imagine when was the last time cavino there has been a team with like such an undeniable pressure like you better win it all now man think about that maybe we'll get to that later because i I can't say like with, with that many stars never not with this many stars I mean, what, when was the last time a guy was like, all right, we got the final piece of the puzzle. The t- now the team has to win. And I, I feel like you talk to any Dodgers fan, like the sentiment is like, we better not win 120 yeah. games and then dip out in the divisional
6: round. So It might be the Carl Malone and Gary Payton Lakers back in the day. Oh, my
3: God. I, you oh, know, I mean,
4: once know, my Pistons beat. Yeah. You know, that was a star-studded team. But I mean. Still, I don't think of the caliber I need something of this right now. Dodgers team. I, but uh, hey Travis, thanks for calling,
3: man. I appreciate that. Alright, well look at the time when fifty hits. Let's go. There's a surge. Yeah.
2: What we gonna do right here is go back. Uh,
1: Back into time.
2: Throwing it back for a Thursday. Old school when 50 hits. At 50 after. CNR give you the time capsule topic and we reminisce together. Yeah!
3: Yeah, boy! Now, every Thursday we go old school. We kick it back with a conversation from our childhood. If you grew up in the 80s or 90s, 2000s, even before that, the 70s, we kick it back with memories of movies, TV, sports, a little of everything. Video games, sneakers, And, Camino, a couple things sort of made this come into play. Number one, it's the birthday of a dude that we've met a bunch of times and he's a really nice guy. Magic Mike himself, Joe Manganiello, turns 47 today. Joe Manganiello, blah, 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 And you love him because he was in a a movie with Pee Wee Herman, your hero.
4: Joe Manganiello. He's a big holiday, yeah. Joe Manganiello, blah, 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 blah. And Manganiello,
3: you know, had a rough year, got divorced from Sofia Vergara. And yeah, they've both both moved on. Yeah, they, yeah. But Manganel is a, I saw a picture, he's got a hot new girlfriend, but he he's a big sports guy. We we've talked to him about the Steelers. He's a big Pittsburgh sports fan. He showed
4: he, up to our show one time, not to name drop. Yeah. But it's true. He with A B, with Antonio Brown. Yeah. Because so he was such a Steelers. Back guy. in the
3: day. Now, he's a big sports fan, but he's also a huge nerd when it comes to, like, Dungeons and Dragons and, like, he's into a lot of stuff like that. So we're talking about a guy that is a sports nerd, but also, like, a nerd, but at the same time, he's Magic Mike. So is he really ever a nerd? Well, I mean, the dude's a stud, so
4: you give him the pass if it's working for him. He was with Sofia Vergara, so he's, like, the coolest nerd ever, king of the nerds. But behind the scenes, we've also been debating what's worse, a regular nerd who's LARPing in the park? Thinking he's a, a Jedi or a sports nerd because sometimes you could take a cool sports discussion and really nerd it up. Yeah, You
3: know, Danny, you were you were just at uh, Disney and you said that you saw people like fighting to get on the Star Wars ride and you were like disgusted.
6: Yeah, that ride has a lot of technical issues. So if you have a Fast Pass, you have to come back when the ride reopens. And these Star Wars nerds were pushing and shoving each other as they ran in. So oh, for the Rise of the Resistance. Yes.
3: So think about this. The best nerd in TV and sports history. We'll get to it next. I'll explain. More CNR in for Dan Patrick next. Hang tight.